Who are you? Get off my lawn. Oh, you're here for the Old Head Podcast. Well, come on in. How's everybody doing today? Excellent, I hope. This is the Old Head Podcast. I am Steven, blah, blah, blah. Let's get into the shit for today. Now, ever since I started doing this podcast, I realized that at some point, I was going to have to address the fact that while I do proclaim to be a quote-unquote metalhead, I don't really talk a lot about modern metal, i.e. metal made in this century. And so I decided to do just that today. So this episode is all about modern metal and why I'm not really as interested in it as I am the old school metal. Now, I'd like to think that I'm not one of these older metalheads that you see online or anywhere else in your life who just seems to not really like anything happening now. They don't like the advancements in technology. They don't understand these kids today and why they're listening to this obnoxious music. I I don't think that's me. Now, feel free to correct me. If you want, send me an email at oldheadpodcast at gmail.com or commenting below if this is on YouTube. But all I know is that I see a lot of these older guys, some of them actually a bit younger than me, but they come across as these old curmudgeons that like to talk about how great things used to be, yet they don't really seem to be that well-versed on what actually was going on back in the day. And I talked a little bit about that in my second podcast I ever did called Is Rock Dead? So go back and listen to that and listen to me rant about this sort of revisionist rock and roll history that's being perpetrated by some pretty shitty older folks. But while I can't really make heads or tails of why that's happening today, what I can do is offer my perspective on why today's metal doesn't really resonate with us older folks. So let's go back to where I fell off. So I was born in 1978, and throughout the 80s, I got into rock and roll pretty early, got into metal pretty early. By the late 80s, early 90s, I was pretty much a full-blown metalhead. I was into glam metal and thrash metal and death metal, and you name it, by the time I was in high school, I was looking for all the different possible types of metal I could devour because I fucking loved it. I lived it and breathed it and ate it and slept with it and did all the things I could with it. And then something happened in the mid to late 90s. Now, when I think about what exactly happened, it all points to the overall perspective of the heavy metal songwriter and how it changed from the 80s to the 90s and so on. So, back in the 80s, the old school shit you would listen to, I don't really care what it was, Metallica, Motley Crue, Morbid Angel, Iron Maiden, it it doesn't matter. The one connecting theme on all of those bands and all of the music that they were putting out is that their was a feeling of it's all of us 
against them. Us, meaning metalheads, or music fans. I don't want to leave anybody out. If you were enjoying that music, you're part of it. So all of us against them. Them, meaning an oppressive government, oppressive religious leaders, or oppressive parents. But basically, anyone who was trying to tell us what to do. And of course, this is why the music resonated so much with so many young people. But those kind of oppressions don't stop when you get older, except for the parental oppression becomes your boss at your job. And so, to me, it started to feel weird when a lot of quote-unquote metal started to be all about, quote-unquote, me, meaning the singer of the song and the problems he's having. And the reason why this particular voice in metal started to lose me is because it came across as the voice of the privileged white male ex-football player who really wanted to pretend that the world was against them. But it really wasn't. And that's because metal had become popular to a point where the cool kids wanted a part of it. And so you had music being made by people who didn't have to struggle at all. And on top of that, didn't really seem to care or acknowledge other people's struggles. So what you were left with was this sort of anti-rebellion. Whereas back in the day, the lyrics would be like, I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm going to go out and fight. But now the songs had changed to, I can't take this anymore. I'm probably going to go break down and cry in a corner. Now, I'm the last one that's ever going to downplay somebody's personal struggles. I get it. And I get that some people grew up in abusive family situations. And I get that some people have emotional problems. Oh, fuck, you bet your ass I get that. But when it starts to seem that that is the only point of view that metal is producing anymore, I, I'm not interested. And so you had these bands like Korn and Godsmack and Disturbed and... Slipknot. Now, I know I'll hear some groans out there, but I'm sorry, you're living in a fucking fantasy world if you're not going to admit that a lot of the lyrics in Slipknot songs come across as eighth grade angst-ridden journal passages. But what do I know? That band has an alarming amount of fans. But you know what? An alarming amount of people voted for Trump, so I should just shut my fucking mouth. Oh, he got political. That's about as far as I'm going to go into politics, folks. In case you're wondering, if you want to know about my political ideologies, I can sum it up for you in one brief sentence, and that is, don't be a douche. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Now, before I stray too far away from my original subject, where were we? We were in the late 90s. Metal wasn't the metal that I wanted anymore. And so, I said, I'm out. I'm going to find other things to listen to. And I did for a little bit. Most of it was shit. Because it took me 
years of searching for new music that would give me the same feeling that the old music did for me to find out that the old music was the best music for me anyway. However, the thing that ended up bringing me back was actually a newer band. And that's going to bring us in to this millennium. The band that brought me back into metal, and not only that, is the only band that has been consistently doing it right since they formed in 2000 up until today, almost 20 years, is the band Mastodon. And in case you don't know, Mastodon was a band from Atlanta, Georgia, who released their first album, Remission, in 2002. Now, I didn't hear that one. What I did hear was the album Leviathan that came out in 2004. That album, one of my favorite metal albums, one of my favorite albums, period, but it was the album that I heard that made me start to remember how much I fucking loved metal. And of course, I started to dig around and try to find other bands kind of happening at the same time. And there were a few here and there that were interesting for a bit, but none of them stayed with me the way Mastodon has stayed with me. And that's probably because, as you've heard me say in other podcasts, a thing that really turns me on is progression. I want each album to sound a little bit different than the last one. I want the songs to be pushing out different ideas. I just want a band to fucking grow. Even if one album isn't as good as the one before, I just want to get that sense that there's some sort of adventure in this music. And Mastodon has continued to do that. They released an album in 2009 called Crack the Sky, which is progressive as fuck and very different from their previous albums, but still fucking amazing. And that's what they've been doing all the way up until now with their last album, which was in 2017, and that was Emperor of Sand. But each album they put out is just as exciting as the album before, even if it's not necessarily as good. But at the end of the day, these motherfuckers are holding my attention. And it's that sense of progression and experimentation that keeps me so entertained. But... There aren't a lot of bands these days that get me as excited as Mastodon does. And I think it's because a lot of metal bands don't have that spirit of experimentation and progression. And I think I have some idea of why that's happened. And if you want to go back again to the mid-90s, let's jump back. But to make my point, let's go back even a little further. Let's go back to the mid-80s. Let's talk about an album like Ride the Lightning. That is an album that is kick-ass from beginning to end. It all sounds related, like it's the same album with the same theme from the same band. But guess what? No one song sounds exactly like the one before. There's a variety. And most bands were trying to give you a variety. For a while, it almost seemed like it was a given that you would get a variety of songs on a new album, and that new album would have something different to offer than the one before. Now, in the 90s, if you think about what was going on with metal bands, because metal was getting so popular, a lot of these bands, Metallica, Megadeth, even Slayer, 
they all got to a point where they put out albums where they were trying to do something else, slow things down a bit, maybe experiment with a different genre or something. But you could make the argument, whether you like it or not, that a lot of the bands started to stray a bit too far or just broke up altogether. And so all of a sudden, newer bands or even older bands that survived that period started to seem afraid to stray too far from their signature sound. And on top of that, a lot of metal fans started to put so much of an emphasis on what is not metal. And it got kind of annoying. But these groups wanted to sell some albums, so all of a sudden, not only did you start getting albums that didn't progress from the album before, but you got albums with little to no variety within the album itself, and also you got all of these newer bands who just sounded a lot like bands that already existed. And that brings us to Around Now, where you're flooded by all of these similar bands with similar names and similar artwork and similar production values on their albums, and it just gets so daunting trying to weed through the bullshit to find the nuggets of great metal. But I'm not going to point the blame squarely at these new kids. A lot of these older bands are doing the same shit, where they're now starting to put out the same album over and over again. Some of them using the exact same producer, so it sounds exactly the same as the album they just did two years ago. So my falling out of interest with modern metal doesn't really have to do with the quality of metal it has to do with a lack of variety because there were always bands that I didn't really like that much but now that number has grown to the point where if somebody asks me are you into metal I feel like I have to give them a very long explanation of why I am but you know come on Simone let's talk about your big butt and so Here we are. But I don't want to end this podcast on a downer. Let's talk about some positive things. I'm going to talk about some modern bands that I really enjoy and I think show some promise and provide a little bit of hope for metal in this millennium. Now, the first band I want to talk about is not from America. In fact, they are from Norway. And that band is called Kvelertak. They were formed in 2007, and they released their first self-titled album in 2010. But I didn't really get blown away by them until their most recent album, which is called Natisford, and that came out in 2016. Now, this album, it's hard to categorize, which is good, but it's all heavy. It pulls influences from all all over the place, from black metal and from classic metal, believe it or not. But over all of it are these gruff, shouted vocals that are all in Norwegian. And that is the mark of a great fucking band. If I can't understand anything you're saying and I don't fucking care, then your music is something special. And I suggest everyone go check them out. Now, bringing us back over to these United States... 
I'd like to talk about a band that I've mentioned on my very first podcast, and that is a thrash metal band from Denver, Colorado called Havoc. Now, Havoc was formed in 2004. Their first album came out in 2009, but just like with Curvelertak, I didn't really get blown away until their 2017 album, Conformicide. And the reason why I love this album it's a common theme, folks. There's a fucking variety on this. There's progression on this. The performances and musicianship on this album are fucking amazing. This is the first album that includes the bass player of Cephalic Carnage, which, hey, that's another band from this millennium that I fucking dig. Maybe one day they'll put out another album. I don't know, but they're great. But Havoc have the potential, in my opinion, to be one of what might become the quote-unquote big four of thrash for the early 2000s. A bold statement, I know, but that's how I fucking feel. And right up there with them is none other than Tempe, Arizona's sci-fi thrash metal mindfuck, Vector. They were formed in 2002, their first album, Black Future, came out in 2009, and their most recent album, Terminal Redux from 2016, it is a ridiculously ambitious thrash metal concept album that will blow your mind. Go check out Vector. Or if you happen to be into the more straightforward thrash metal sound, I highly recommend some boys from my home state of Texas, the band Power Trip. They have released two kick-ass full-length albums. Mind you, they're both a little bit similar, so let's see how they end up faring on the whole experimentation and progression front. Either way, I fucking love those guys. Now, some of you might be saying to yourselves, Hey, Steven, this is a little bit thrash-heavy. Can you throw something else our way? Why, yes, I can. How about a great old-school-sounding death metal band called Skeletal Remains from California? Their last album, Devouring Mortality, is fucking killer. Go listen to it. And there are a few other bands out there here and there that are worthy listening to, in my opinion. But you know what? I'm going to leave that up to you guys. Because as I remember from my youth, part of the fun of getting into metal bands is discovering them yourself and sharing it with your other friends. Like you're this fucking badass that knows about this new shit. So that could be you if you want to put in the time. Remember, it's a bit scary out there now, but you know what? I think we're going to make it out of this, and I think metal is going to become interesting again. Let's cross our fingers. And with that, I'm going to bid you adieu. But before I go, I want to remind you to please go check out my YouTube page, Old Head Podcast. You can just type that in on YouTube, and I bet it will come up somehow. And go check out my videos, and go like them, and go subscribe, and go comment, and on oldheadpodcast.com. Go there, too, and poke around. And please feel free to send me your suggestions, your comments, your criticisms, and especially any questions or recommendations that I can talk about on the podcast. I would absolutely love to hear from you guys. But that's all I've got for you today. Please keep on fighting for your right to party, and I will see you guys next time. Bye.